You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. Uh, great to be here. Good afternoon or evening whenever you're listening to this. And um, happy holidays. Christmas is getting near. Uh, the end of 2020 is approaching. Um, you know, I, 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 I realize that we all have been talking about how crazy 2020 has been. But uh, we'll probably keep talking about how crazy 2020 has been. Um, I think it's just so hard to believe that so much has happened. Um, I was thinking earlier today about uh, last year at this time, we had a Christmas or end of the year, beginning of the new year uh, planning meeting. And, you know, we were talking about how challenging it is to drive to midweek with all the traffic, with the commuting, um, and how were we going to solve that? That was probably one of the big <laughs> issues. And it actually ended up to be a non-issue, like just so crazy, so unpredictable to think of um, all that has happened. And, um, you know, I think it was more than was on our radar. um, There were things that we would not have predicted, we would not have thought of that were happening, that happened. And you know, things probably that were impossible. And yet, I think that is life. I mean, usually we kind of just go along, 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 you know, and then something will happen. But maybe it'll happen just to us or just our family or just our church. Or, But to have something so big, so huge happen to us all is kind of hard to wrap our brains around. Um. It kind of made me think about, you know, some of the things that we've been through as a family or as a couple, Robert and I. And, you know, I was thinking about how, um, you know, we were going through a transition in Miami, a leadership transition. We were in all these meetings. We hadn't seen the news or uh, hadn't watched any TV. And uh, Robert had gone to the store for some groceries and everybody was going crazy. There were uh, shelves, empty shelves, women fighting in the aisle over water, uh, all kinds of craziness. And we realized, we found out, he found out that a hurricane was coming. And, you know, we we went through that. We He ended up getting all these really important things, took some cash out of the bank Got some uh, charcoal so we could free we could uh, cook the things that were going to be you know without electricity in the freezer, all kinds of uh, different things, batteries, water, etc. But you know, I, I afterwards I still remember being in the backyard. Uh, this was a house that Sam and Jerry Lang owned that we lived in at the time. We rented from them. And there, there was a, a lake in the backyard, and normally a very peaceful uh, environment, a really relaxing place you could go and pray, the little dock you could go sit at the edge and pray on. And um, the day half, or a couple days after, I don't even know when it was, 
I was sitting out there and it was completely different. There were trees falling over. There were trees falling on homes. There was a a sailboat in our yard from someone else's house. There was, you know, just chaos and trees and, and, and no, you know, people and things happening. And, and then, uh, you know, one of those huge helicopters from the military flew over and I felt like, oh my gosh, this is like a war zone that we're in all like just in a matter of a night. You know, you go to bed, you know it's coming, you wake up, and everything's a mess. And in a lot of ways, that's how this year has felt. Um, you know, you can't um, always predict what life is going to bring. Um, and, you know, I, I, when I think of all this, I think of what's happened, and I there's a one thing that I have been thinking of that kind of disturbs my soul a little bit. And that's when I hear people say, I can't wait for this year to be over. I can't wait to come into 2021. And I think it bothers me, one, because it makes me wonder, what have we done with 2021 or 2020? What have we learned? And it bothers me because I think there's a bit of assumption, maybe it's a little hope, I don't know, that 2021 is going to be different. And I'm not so sure. It'll be different. I don't think we're going to be surprised in the same way. But I don't know that it's going to be easier. And um, so I kind of want to just take this time. Um, I'm actually recording December 10th. It's, this is going to be the devotional for the 17th, so it's still a little bit ahead. But we have time to get our hearts in the right place, to get our minds in the right place, to surrender our wills to God, to kind of evaluate where we're at, um, evaluate you know, how life has been, and make some decisions and move forward. And, um, you know, I think it's really a good time uh, not to wait till January 1st to set some goals, but to really take time to think about how this year has gone and, you know, to stop and, and look around and to really soak up what has happened and how have I reacted? How have I um, taken in these things, you know, how, how am I doing? And, um, you know, I think even asking ourselves, what has been revealed in me through this time? What, what has been revealed in my marriage and my parenting and my ability to teach kids? Our, you know, patience, our sitting in quiet. How, how are we? How are we doing? You know, and then, you know, also the question, whose will am I seeking, really? How has this disturbed me, disrupted me, bothered me? And why is that? Why did it? What are those goals that were so interrupted, that were so disturbed? You know, I think of Matthew 6.10, talking about not my, Jesus saying, pray this prayer, not my will, but yours be done. 
you know, that's a pretty significant thing for Jesus to tell us to pray. Not my will, but yours. And I, I know, I believe we have to keep that in our mind. Um, you know, I think even asking, how's, how's my peace? How's my prayer life? How's, how much am I learning? What new things am I learning? What am I growing in? How are my relationships, my friendships? And, and I realize I'm, I'm throwing a, a lot of things out there and I don't mean for us to scrutinize and, um, try to fix all of these things, but I'm saying these things to kind of give you a little checklist, you know, which, of these things are best to really go after and to work on. You know, how are my relationships? How are, how are my friends? Um, how am, how, how am I with my friends? And are we having great, honest, open communication? Are we encouraging each other, loving each other, looking out for each other? How's my husband? How's he doing? How are we? How are we communicating? How are we working together? How are my kids? Do I know what my kids are feeling or thinking? Or how am I helping them um, tell their story of life? And am I having an influence on that? Or am I just letting them, you know, raise themselves? Um, how's, how's my family? How's my mom, my aunts? Like, just do I know, like, which of these um, would help to work on in this next year? You know, one of the things, you know, what, what have I learned this year? What have I changed? What have I grown in? Um, and then what are my priorities and why are they my, my priorities? Um, who are my priorities and, you know, I think all of these things are important questions. And, you know, if, if it's who are my priorities, do they know that they're my priority? Do they feel like they are my priority? Um, does it show in how I live my life? Does it show in the words I say that these people are my priority? Um, all of these are, you know, a lot of questions, but I, I think we need to ask these questions or at least check how, how am I doing in these areas? And, and, you know, I think we'll all look at it and, you know, maybe we'll feel generally good about a lot of them and not so great about one or two of them. And that's when you know, okay, this is what I really want to go after this year. This is what I want to pray about, what I want to look at, what I want to uh, be different in, think differently about. Um, You know, it's funny because I heard someone say that you cannot end December, you know, the year 2020, December 31st, as a victim and wake up January 1st, 2021, as a victor. You know, that just doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that way. We don't go to bed, a victim, wake up, woohoo, I'm ready to set all these goals and, you know, lose a hundred pounds and run a marathon and, you know, be an excellent mom and all of these things. We, it just doesn't work that way. We need to really, um, 
first of all, I think recognize, are there areas that we are victims in? And um, anyway, let's, I want to look at Matthew seven twenty one. I think this is such a great scripture for where we're at. In 721, it's the wise and foolish builders. And it says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. You know, the first thing I I think is these are Jesus's words to us. These are words, this is a story that Jesus told that we could learn from, that we could um, just remember in our being that this is important. What we build on is important. Um, you know, and I, I was looking at this, and the first thing that stood out to me is this is Jesus' words, and he says, if you put them into practice, if you put them into practice. And I, you know, I think of the word put, it's like, just do it, you do it. You put it into practice. And then to practice it is continually. You do it continually. You constantly are looking for how you can put Jesus's words into practice above our things that we naturally might put into practice. So instead of being prideful and arrogant and defensive, we're humble and we are looking at what we can change and we apologize and we forgive and we move on. Like that's just a little example, but putting into practice Jesus's words. And then, you know, I think about the fact that, okay, this is Jesus, the creator, our example, our pioneer our teacher, our coach, he is the one who knows how to live this life. And he's saying, if we put his words into practice in our lives, we will survive the storms. Um, You know, I think about how it said, you know, I, I think about how, you know, why, why is this a wise man? Why? Well, one, because a wise man will follow Jesus's teachings. Um, he did raise from the dead. He does know what he's doing and all those reasons I just said. But also just to, you know, a wise man plans for the future. You know, w- what could be needed? What will be needed? Just thinking about something beyond today. Um, you know, and then also hard times come. It's for survival purposes that we plan for the future so that we can withstand whatever may happen. You know, hard times come to us all. Um, And it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you have, what you don't have. They come to us all, and they come in different ways. But, you know, I think this is a really key... um, a key thing that this is the difference between being a victim and being a victor. 
uh, realizing that um, being humble enough to realize hard times come to me. Hard times will come to me. Not just hoping they never will come to me, but planning for them to come to me. Planning that my character, my faith, my confidence, my trust will be secure enough that when those problems come to me, I will be okay with my God. Um, and then, you know, I, I thought of how a victim, and, and I'm not talking about someone who has been victimized by somebody and it was out of their control or, you know, people, there are accidents, there are things that happen to us that are not our fault, that are not because we think a certain way. They are, they are out of our, our control that people do to us or circumstances, accidents, things like that. But I'm talking about the kind of victim who, um, really kind of just has that in their back pocket that they're not really ready for the future. They don't really know what they're going to do if they're just hoping and wishing and not preparing. And I think that when we are not thinking, not planning, not redirecting, not correcting, um, not, uh, not correcting ourselves, then something's going to happen that will knock us down, that could take us out. And, you know, I think that if we've got to be proactive in how we live, that we, we train our kids, we teach our kids, we train ourselves, we, we, we do our best to put Jesus's words into practice and not just wait for the day that something happens. I mean, I, I, I can think of people in my mind that, you know, it's, they lose their job and they say, well, you know, it's because the boss doesn't like me and it's because blah, blah, blah. It's because of whatever. But really the truth is they didn't get to work on time. They didn't finish their assignments. They had bad attitudes. They, you know, I mean, sometimes people act like all these things happen to them, but that's not always the case. And I think, you know, I'm not really trying to make this about being a, a victim, but I think sometimes spiritually we can be like a victim. You know, well, you know, my old boyfriend just showed up at my house. What was I supposed to do? You know, what, you know, well, you know, whatever, whatever the situation, it just happens to me. But that's not being a, a person who builds their house on rock. You know, I, I think of how building your house on rock, first of all, rock is hard. I mean, we know that. Um, it takes quite a bit to drill into rock. It's solid. It's secure. It's, it withstands water. It withstands wind. But it is harder to build on. And I know we've heard this, this um, story before, but I'm just saying this, like, think about it for your life. It is harder to build on rock. Sometimes you feel lonely. Sometimes you feel impatient. Sometimes you feel like, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to take things into my own hands. I mean, these are all things that tempt us not to build on Jesus's words. And yet, 
as hard as it, it is to build on rock, your foundation will be firm. You you may, you know, not always, you may feel sad sometimes, you may have things happen that are extremely difficult and challenging, but you will be okay if you're building on rock. And you know, the, the funny thing about building on rock is your house, when you're done, or, you know, I don't, yeah, when you're done, the house may look just like the house on sand. And the truth is, it may even look not as luxurious, not as pretty, not as whatever, because this person didn't have to dig in the into the rock. They just built on the sand, so they probably added some little frills and things to their house. The houses can look alike, but when the storms come and the waters roll and they get underneath that house, what that house is built on is going to show. And water has a way, a storm has a way of revealing what's underneath revealing what really went into your life. What did you really plan for? Um, And so I think it's important that we are like assessing right now. We still, we have another year. I mean, hopefully, Um, you know, we're, we're, we still have time to get ourselves solid to, and And of course, you know, when I really stop and think about who's listening to this, I know some of you are doing this already. This is not news to you. You have been doing it. But if you haven't, do it. And if you are doing it, keep doing it because it's going to be different. It's going to look different. Um, I want to look at another scripture in Jeremiah 17, verse 7. It says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I love this uh, analogy of it. Our faith, our, you know, when we're putting our trust and our confidence in God, that we're like a tree planted by water. And, um, you know, I, it's interesting because I think of how it says, I mean, first of all, this tree is planted by the water. It's in a good place. It has good resource. It has a good um, environment to be in. But it also says that um, that this tree will send out its roots towards the stream. That's awesome. Because, okay, the tree is planted in a good place. And it could just be like, oh, well, that's fine. I'm, I'll be okay right here. <laughs> But no, it grows towards the stream so that it will always have a connection to that stream. 
And I think about our relationship with God, we could be thinking, well, I'm fine. I'm a Christian. I know Jesus rose from the dead. I know that he'll be with me forever and ever. And, you know, I'm okay. But no, you send your roots out toward the stream. Send your prayers, your petitions, your heart towards God. Invest yourself. Put your confidence in God. Um, This is what it's like to be a disciple. This is what it should be like, that we're not just okay to be in the right place. We want to be connected. We want to be attached to the source. And, you know, it says here that the tree will have no fear in drought. And um, I don't know, you know, I love plants. And um, there's definitely been times where we have gone away and we forgot the plants or someone forgot the plants. And they get kind of wilty. And if there's a strong heat, a strong, you know, intensity of sun, and it's at that place, it can really cause damage to the plant. It can scorch it. It can kill it. You know, if it's not, if it doesn't have a good water source, but also if the water source is not within its leaves, if, if the leaves are wilty and already, you know, shaky, then it could really kill the plant. You know, here it says that its leaves are always green. Why? Because they sent their roots toward the stream. Um, you know, I think that we, we have a lot at our hands. We are, you know, we have good people. I mean, I am constantly so amazed by the women in this region. I mean, really amazed by who you are and what you've done and what you've gone through and what you've suffered through and how you've come through. Um, you know, I think it's remarkable. It's amazing how many strong women we have in our region. And um, I think, you know, we all want to be strong. We all want to be close to God. But that doesn't just happen. That is purposeful. That is intentional. That takes work. And and it takes just looking to God. I don't want to imply that by our struggle, by our own power, we make ourselves great because that's, that's not really what it is. But we put ourselves in a, in a situation to receive from God what we need. And we put ourselves in a situation to, you know, have prayers answered, to to be comforted by God, to be taught by God. And that happens through, you know, reading our Bibles, getting with sisters, asking questions, talking, confessing our sin, being open, and, you know, living in the light, living a life that is is in the light. So, you know, I think just let's let's look at you know what what things we've learned and i i really want to say that let's look at what we've learned let's look at what we've changed let's look at how life is is a new perspective now and and you know going back to hearing you know i just want this year to be over um honestly 
let's never say that. Let's not say that anymore. This year has been hard. For me, this year has been hard. Um, There are, you know, my dad dying. I wish he were still here. Um, There's so, there's, I know there are deep pains and hurts that some of us have that we wish had not happened, but we are in the hands of God and he is teaching us and he is showing us and we can use these experiences to grow, to, you know, grow stronger, to dig our roots. You know, I think that's the other thing is I don't feel at all like this year was wasted, that we didn't get together, we didn't have services, how, you know, I I didn't get to hardly see any of you this year. And, you know, I saw some of you on Zoom, but, you know, I feel like this year has been so amazing in so many ways. We have learned new things. We have grown closer in a lot of ways. And I think it's remarkable that I could come here a little over a year ago and be super close to sisters. And of course, we're still getting to know each other and growing, but that's pretty amazing that God has put us in this time that we are not completely isolated. We have phones or we have computers. We, we, we have ways of connecting with people. And, you know, I just, I want us to think about what we have learned, what we want to do different. And not, um, you know, it's funny because every time the new year comes, I always have, I have an aversion to the, oh, oh, you know, we got to start on January 1st. And I mean, I, I totally have done that in my life, but you know, I, I do want to look at what I want to change and I do want to start over, but this is not a, a 50 yard dash. This is a marathon. And I think it's important to realize what we need to do is give ourselves to, to God, to work with us, to help us, to change us, to mold us, however he sees fit and to keep trusting him and sending those roots out to the stream. So I love you. I hope you have a great holiday. Um, please put yourself in good situations and, and get what you need from your God and my God. I love you. You've just listened to the Metro LA Podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.